0: What's going on, y'all? It's Ruck, y'all host for Unprofessional as Fuck. Got a lot of different topics I'm trying to go through today, so I'm going to get started right away. And um, where I begin at is verses. So coming off the heels of the last verses, which was Bow Wow and Soldier Boy, I believe either that day or the next day it was announced that there would be a uh, another verses. Pretty much back-to-back. And this one would be live from the Essence Fest in Los Angeles. And uh, competing in this is Keith Sweat versus Bobby Brown. No need to introduce or do any backstory on those two names. Obvious legendary icons. Respectively, both to me do different things. But, you know what I mean? Regardless, Um at the Essence Fest seemed like it would be a cool little thing to watch So, like the rest of America, I tune in, 5 o'clock Put it on, and although I know that it's always a little late That there's always a DJ who opens up, you know Sometimes they got a little cool set, so I'm like, whatever, let me check in Sit down in my living room, post it up, turn it on And, uh, just like I thought, there's a DJ And the DJ starts speaking, you know, live from the Essence Fest, woo Now This DJ goes by the name of DJ Cassidy And DJ Cassidy may have ruined the verses for a lot of people I know he did for me Um This guy Uh Not enough could be said I don't know what the fuck was going on Um He kept repeating himself. He was speaking over every record. There was no mixing going on whatsoever. He would let a song play, go cue another song, let a song play. Um, I don't know what was going on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I could count endless times this man says, you feel good? I feel good. You feel good? I, it was just, it was horrible. came out with, I don't know what was on his head. It looked like a knob volume knob, I was trying to turn that shit to the left and turn it down. But he just kept talking, he wouldn't stop. Um uh, my question was for one, why would you have these two legendary uh acts come in and give them DJ Cassidy? I don't know who that is for for one. For two, fucking was everybody else busy for three, nobody had an ox cord. Like he didn't really need to be there. And I couldn't watch it. As soon as I seen this DJ Cassidy shit, I had no faith in what was going on. I, I cut it off I knew if I came back thirty, forty-five minutes later, they would actually be on stage, just as I thought. I caught them right before they were about to go on. Um, two kings of their own right, sitting on uh, thrones, black, black big thrones, were on stage. They were both sitting down. Uh, it looked like maybe this might just be one of those verses where they introduce some songs, you know, sort of like what the Isleys did. But no. Uh, Immediately, Keith starts gyrating in his seat, pause. That was when I, I decided, you know, I, I can't even... I can't do this one. Obviously, this one's not going to be for me. Cut it off again. Went back to watching playoff basketball. Um, much, much, much later on in the evening, cut back on just to see what was going on. And when I returned, I see two other people on stage. You could not recognize either of them. One looked a little familiar. The other one, I had no fucking clue. Um, but... Prior to even that, as soon as I cut it on, Keith Sweat singing Nobody, my my fiance's in the room. She's like, oh, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. i like, all right, I'm thinking this is going to be good. Until I realized that Bobby Brown thinks he's going to sing on the choruses and hooks with uh, with Keith. Now, Bobby, consummate professional before, you know what I mean? Well, obviously not. But just uh, he was a uh, great performer is what I meant to say previously. And uh, you, you knew he was going to pull something out, but... As far as his singing ability these days, it's, it's not where it used to be. So, um, that had already irritated me that the one song I did want to hear from Keith Sweat or one of the few I wanted to hear throughout the night was, uh, already Butchered with Bobby Brown singing un- unwanted background vocals. Then, uh, these other two that I mentioned before come walking on stage. I don't know. I hear one introduces Tank. They don't even say shit about who the other person is. Um... Tank begins singing. He obviously has vocal ability. And then the other man starts singing. He sounds like Bobby's protege, like Baby Bobby, like finna be Bobby in a few years. Borderline Bobby. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? He's singing. He sounds horrible, ad-libbing, won't shut the fuck up. Then he wants to get on stage and try to give, hey, everybody needs to be clapping. If you ain't clapping, you hating. Bruh, I guess they were talking shit inside the... uh, Inside the comments. I don't know. I wasn't on Instagram watching it. But all I do know is if shit was talked about the other ones that I've seen that were looking like good performances. And I know shit's going to be talked about this one. And I know there was Lighting DJ Cassidy's ass up. I should have peeped some of that out. That I will go back and try to see. But um, come to find out, the two people on stage are Tank and uh, Pleasure P. Pause. I don't know... How he ends up on stage with these two I don't even know how Tank ends up on stage with these two But uh It was It was probably Something I'm glad I skipped Um I don't know what the next one's gonna be Hopefully it's Done a little better I do like that there are live venues I do like that people are back together again It's making it seem like You know uh, outsides, back open And you just got to get the right contestants now You got to get the right participants, rather That are going to come and uh, actually battle it out You know, I want to see a little spice inside inside the competition I don't want it all to be all, you know, here, back and forth woo, 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 Tell a story I'm trying to make it actually versus, you know I want it to feel like a battle So let's see what we could do with the lineups in the near future And hopefully things get better, to be honest <clears throat> Just quickly touching on some news that's going on in California. Governor Gavin Newsom's actually going to have to go to a recall election on September 14th. There was a petition going around with uh, many California residents signing. And got to the number needed to push for a recall election. I know I was approached to sign one. Um, Didn't. Not to say that it was the right decision. Just to say that I didn't feel that I should be able to dictate I didn't feel like my my after-the-fact opinion should be able to dictate what the people had voted on. You know what I mean? Other other avenues you don't get to uh, correct your mistakes. Uh, and it's it might be a good thing, I mean, but we'll see. We'll see. I think a lot of people just didn't like him. I think a lot of people are... Uh, angry at the fact that he had everything shut down and still was living his life normally and i understand that but you gotta understand man along with all these titles and everything that you give to these people and you glorify politicians and make them seem as though they're some type of uh major factors in this world when they're really not they're appointed officials who should be working for the people but you know you know how that goes and um with that being said whatever it is whatever his fate is on september 14th he obviously pissing the right amount of people off and uh if you get somebody to a recall election I, there's no doubt they will be recalled because the people who were passionate enough to vote the first time probably won't be the second time and those who were pissed off are going to be coming out in drones so gavin your days are probably number fam and um I found out something a little different about you after the fact that you were elected, that you was sleeping with somebody that like your man's lady or something. You took his took his lady, met her, your wife, some foul shit like that. So you should have never been in to begin with. But whatever, bro. You're going to get what comes to you. And if that's a recall, then join the ranks of all the other fucking clowns who have been recalled or, or, you know, removed from office. Now, um, some I also seen that kind of caught me off guard was there was an arrest warrant issued for Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen, most known as the host of To Catch a Predator and uh, Dateline, he was uh, issued an arrest warrant for failure to appear. And uh, the warrant stems from Hansen ignoring a subpoena during the sting operation in October of 2020. That sting resulted in the arrest of three men attempting to arrange meetings with underage girls. However, they didn't follow certain protocols. And for that, he was uh, subpoenaed to court to testify. When he didn't, there was a warrant issued for him. He said it's since been cleared up. It's some sort of misunderstanding. Um, just pretty ironic to see Chris Hansen in, in a mugshot. <laughs> but, uh we'll see we'll see how that wor- how that works out now another big story is the story of the olympic runner shikari richardson shikari richardson uh went viral last week i believe it was maybe 2 weeks ago when she outdid everybody on the on her competition to qualify for the olympics she was running down uh the track big orange hair Long fingernails, eyelashes on, makeup, you know, done to the T. She was just a polarizing figure running down that, that track. And at the end, you know, she told everybody, I'm that girl. Woo, woo, woo. And, and stuck her chest out, as she should. As she should. When you compete against the world's best and you stand out to the extent that she did, you have every right to be proud of yourself. And... um Something I know she's not too proud of is what got her back in the news now, and what happened was she tested positive for cannabis um obviously with the Olympics being what they are the archaic go all the way back to beyond I could even think of you have to know that uh they're gonna be a little late to the party as far as um legalizing certain things or looking the other way, and uh they still penalize so where she's at now, she may not be able to uh, compete in this year's Olympics in Tokyo. And with that, there's been people who feel both ways, some who feel okay. that's that, that was their opportunity to get her out of there for those who were looking for a reason. And then there are others who are like, hey, you know, it's marijuana. And if anything, it's a detriment to what she's doing. It's not helping her in any way. So, um, the fact that she's able to smoke everybody on the track the same way she smokes off the track is just a testament to her. So, uh, in my opinion, it's it's uh, rules are rules. And when you know what they are when you go in, that's one thing. But for two, this woman is obviously going to be a force to be reckoned with. And for her to be sidelined from the Olympics, an event that happens only every four years, would be... Uh, A travesty honestly in my opinion I hope that they let her run And if they don't then I hope that she learns From the lesson but She gave a statement and in her statement She said she smoked after Panic attacks due to the Loss of her mother Is when she uh, Picked up the drug And um, You know Like I said there's still a lot of support for her For one Nike as a sponsor Decided to stick by her Citing honesty and accountability is the reason. And and that's something you got to applaud. You know, it's one thing to make a mistake. It's another thing to live up to it, own it, and, uh, and be accountable for it. So part of accountability is dealing with the consequences. Hopefully they find a way to um, still allow her to compete. And if ultimately she's not allowed to, then that would be the ultimate lesson learned. And you would just hope that she would stay on course and on path to come back in four years and right her wrongs. So, uh, Shikari Richardson, you know, I, I'm in support. I know the world is. So, uh, keep doing your thing. Don't just get you down. <clears throat> it's been announced. Well, hasn't been announced yet, but it's expected that HBO's show Hard Knocks will select the Dallas Cowboys as this year's featured team. An official announcement could come as early as today, and it should be soon because the show is uh, set to debut on August 10th at 10 p.m. on HBO. Uh, The Raiders were featured. and um, It's definitely a good show, good insight to the -the behind-the-scenes chaos that is the... uh, off training, OTAs, um, when rosters get cut, when you see players you know stand out on the field and those who should stand out fall back. So it's going to be definitely another great season. Um, a lot of internal stories with Dallas, as always. But Dak coming back off that injury and that contract, uh, it would be nice to see an insight to that. Something that um, stays in football, stays in that division even, Washington football team, who already uh, obviously have an asterisk on them, being that they are the former Redskins, whose name had decided they had to change, still haven't decided on new one, embarrassing that it's the Washington football team, but more so embarrassing that the NFL has now fined them $10 million after an independent investigation found their workplace to be, quote, highly unprofessional, end quote, particularly for women this isn't the first time we've heard stories of this uh with Washington I'm sure it runs rampant throughout all of the teams unfortunately um I don't think it's an NFL thing I think it's a business thing I think that's just how sick shit is and how it's gonna be until something happens until something changes and for you to find them 10 million dollars I don't think that's going to do much to the billionaires who own this team and write off checks like that every single day. So I would like to see them take a larger stance. I feel like they go so hard for everything else, every other avenue. But when there's domestic violence to a a woman from one of their players, when there's mistreatment to somebody on staff in the organization, it's a slap on the wrist. I know $10 million may seem life-changing to whoever may be listening, but to a billionaire who is running... Uh, NFL organization They're definitely running other businesses as well And uh, $10 million isn't even a slap on the wrist It's actually a slap in the face to whoever had to endure Those type of actions at that organization Or any organization, to be honest And hopefully the NFL rights their wrongs And if they don't, I don't know what's going to happen you got to get a, some certain kind of uh, Somebody's got to take a stand And there's got to be some kind of change. But you know how America is. They love their football. I love my football. But um, you got to love your women more. So we got to figure out what's going to happen. And the NFL got to get the shit together, to be honest. Tonight, Game 6, Eastern Conference Finals. 5.30 p.m. Tip-off. You got Milwaukee with a 3-2 lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Game will be played in Atlanta. Trey Young still sideline. Giannis still side Uh The last game, game five, huge step up from the entire Milwaukee team. Very uh, evenly distributed and balanced attack. Four players were in the high double figures, uh, 20 and above. A lot of people making plays away from the ball. Uh, Everybody showed up, and they had their man's back. Giannis sidelined, of course, with a hyperextended knee. Trey Young sidelined with the deep boat, uh, bone bruise in the foot. And uh, next man up, Bobby Portis balled out last game. He's going to be asked to do the same this game, along with Lou Lemur Pepper Williams. Pardon me. It's going to be big. It's going to be a big game. Atlanta fights tonight for a chance to stay alive, go back to Milwaukee for a Game 7, and try to get to the uh, NBA Finals. Waiting for either team is that Phoenix Suns squad with the chip on his shoulder. Chris Paul balling at all-time high. I mean, it's like a resurgence from that man, that 41 last game. Uh, He was hitting buckets from threes. He was was balling. He was all over the court. So uh, tall task tonight for Atlanta. To uh, take care of home court, push it to a game seven, and regardless of who wins, they got a tough task ahead of them when they go against that Phoenix Suns squad. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, you know, you know the rest. Um, it's gonna be great to see these two small market teams. I know I said it before, but it's gonna be a smaller market than 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 usual. I mean, unless it's Atlanta, but if it's Atlanta, then good good God, that's gonna be a, a finals to watch. You got. The young ones of Devin Booker going up against, you know, the Clint Compella and them boys. Hopefully, Trey Young will be able to get back on the court. I have a feeling if they get to the final season, I have no choice. I feel like he should be playing tonight. I don't know why he wouldn't be. Must be a definite serious injury. So, uh, we'll see what happens. But by now, the game should have tipped off. And I'm definitely going to tap in with y'all tomorrow and uh, give you an update on all that finished. Will we have our finals matchup set or will we we'll be waiting for a uh, July 5th, Game 7, to decide who goes to the NBA Finals? A lot of excitement around the NBA. I'll definitely be t- uh, checking up with y'all. And uh, in the meantime, tap in and tell a friend to do the same. I'm professional as fuck with you host, rut. All right, y'all, today's good news segment comes from a story I read by Judy Cole. The title is The Sewing Machine Project is Mending Lives Stitch by Stitch. It says, sewing is a craft that's been passed down through the ages from mother to daughter and from father to son. Traditionally, it has also served as one of the few consistent sources of income for women, especially marginalized ones. Margaret Jenikowski learned to sew from her mom. As an adult, rather an avocation than a vocation, it wasn't something she pursued full-time, but she enjoyed it enough that she taught sewing classes and created clothing for her first child. In 2004, in the wake of the tsunami that devastated Sri Lanka, the story of a woman whose dream of becoming a tailor was dashed after spending years to save up to buy a sewing machine struck a chord that resonated with Janikowski. Quote, I could easily make a living without my sewing machine, Janikowski told the Christian Science Monitor. That wasn't true of this woman. End quote. Inspired, Janikowski made a spur of the moment decision to find a way to get some machines to Sri Lanka. Her original thought was to simply get a hold of a few used machines and send them on, but when she outlined her plans on the local news, the project took on a life of its own and donated machines started rolling in. In 2005, the first shipment of 25 boxes containing toys, medical supplies, fabric, and a sewing machine were distributed between five orphanages in India and Sri Lanka. In addition to creating clothing, the machines were used as learning tools to teach the children an occupation they could put to use later in life. Since then, the Sewing Machine Project has rehomed 3,350 sewing machines to recipients facing a variety of socio-economical challenges resulting from a variety of causes from war conflicts to natural disasters to generational poverty. After Hurricane Katrina, hundreds of machines were delivered to New Orleans Mardi Gras costume makers they also found a way to Guatemala, Kosovo, and closer to home at immigrant chain facilities and halfway houses for women trying to overcome drug addiction. As, valu- as valuable as learning to sew can be as a source of livelihood, whether you're sewing to make something new or repair something old, creating something beautiful, or something strictly utilitarian, being able to say I made this is an affirmation, self-esteem, that could be life-changing. I thought that story was dope. I thought it was cool how... Uh It just takes one person to have the idea and then uh, the courage to speak on that idea and then you just see the outpouring of love from people in your region, uh, fast forward in your country and and broader than that. So uh, hats off to Margaret Janikowski and um, her idea that uh, affected so many lives in a positive way. Just had to share that with y'all as part of the good news segment. So past few pods have had music in them. Um, it was a feature that I was able to use via Anchor and um, seemed like a cool little new twist to put into the pod. But I did not know that because it was using Spotify songs and clips that it would only distribute this pod through Spotify. As a Spotify exclusive So going forward, I'm not going to be adding songs into the podcast But I am going to be uh, sharing with y'all what I listened to recent That I think needs to be um, highlighted So maybe sometimes it'll be a lesser known artist Other times it might be somebody you know very well But just whatever resonated with me at the time I'm going to start sharing that with y'all in a new segment And um, if y'all have any suggestions, again, reach out, let me know And uh, I'll add them to the show accordingly